0: Welcome to the 19th episode of the Street Roots Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Devon Pouncey. On this episode, we're joined by Kim McCarthy, who is the Executive Director of Community Alliance of Tenants. Kim McCarthy will discuss Rent and Mortgage Cancellation Act and how it affects Oregonians, how long a pandemic recovery period can be, the lack of leadership in the state of Oregon to give effort in extending the eviction moratorium, and much more. So sit back and enjoy, everybody, as Kim McCarthy joins us here on the Street Roots Podcast. On the line right now, we have the Executive Director of Community Alliance of Tenants, Kim McCarthy. Kim, thank you so much for joining me here on the Street Roots Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Now, I know we got some pretty important stuff to get to here um, as we're here in this pandemic and still things are trying to get figured out and sorted out. But um, in regards to housing, uh, federally, on a federal level, there has been a rent and mortgage cancellation act um, that has been introduced by that of Representative Ilhan Omar. Um, But. Obviously, we live here in the state of Oregon, and we're about six weeks away from what would be the end of the moratorium, the eviction moratorium, the rent moratorium here in the state of Oregon, which begins in, in the beginning of July. Can you just sort of speak to a little bit of sort of the, the act at a federal level and how it affects folks here in the state of Oregon and what we should be looking for and expecting here in the next six weeks or so?
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, well we're very worried that in you know the next six weeks, um how are we going to prepare Oregonians for the fact that they have almost over a year's worth of back rent, that job prospects are not um you know back to normal, and um and not everyone has been vaccinated. So not everyone is in that recovery period. And the federal government thankfully has um recognized that all of our communities need support. Um, there's been a federal assistance coming to Oregon um, in the next few months. You know, We'll see over $200 million being made available to um, both um, landlords and tenants to help them address their back rent. Um, as of today, um, there's been a soft launch of um, the Oregon website to help people um, get access to that rent assistance. But um, you, know, as you pointed out, from July 1, if you don't have money in hand for your July rent, there's, um, there's nothing to protect you um, from being evicted.
0: And, and when you speak to money in hand, this is also the back pay included, correct? Of folks who may have not been able to pay their rent throughout this pandemic leading up to July 1 or would this just be July one going forward?
1: It would be just the July one. So thankfully there is legislation that passed in Oregon this year called Senate Bill 282 that provides a grace period. So that back rent going back um, probably to March of 2020 until June of, of this year, 2021. If you um, complete a declaration of financial hardship, due to the um, public health emergency, then you're eligible to have that um, those rents um, that's still owed to your landlord um, in a grace period. And that grace period will last until February of 2022. But for any amount of rent after that, um, so that July rent, August rent, onward, um, if you don't have that rent available to your landlord, Um, that's when your landlord has the right to issue an eviction notice.
0: Absolutely. And, and being that obviously we're still here in this pandemic and it feels sort of like a trickle down effect where you have, um, many different States, many different counties across the country are all in sort of different phases in regards to, um, the current standing of the pandemic and its effect and how economies are being reopened and so on and so forth. Um, Can you sort of speak to what does it look like for us to be able to comfortably say, in your opinion, of course, um, for us to be able to comfortably say that we are out of the pandemic and we should be able to kind of not be protected? Not that I'm trying to rush it for us being unprotected, but how can Mm -hmm. we get to a point where us not being protected can sort of be an okay thing um, in regards to, What we've seen in the past prior to the pandemic,
1: yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately, I I think the CDC is is saying that most of these protections will end at the end of June. Um, However, in our opinion, and the the opinion of of tenant advocates nationally and um, policy experts nationally. Um, what, what we all see is a, a recovery period of one to three years. And we have lots of evidence, you know, dating back to, um, you know, other um, public health emergencies and, you know, and economic disasters to know that, especially for our, our Black, Indigenous, Latinx, Asian, um, you know, Asian Pacific Islander, refugee and immigrant communities, uh, it takes, it's going to take a long time for us to recover. Um, and so that, re- and there needs to be um, protection for us. Otherwise, we're going to experience the kinds of displacements that we've experienced in the past. And we're going to be more vulnerable to um, issues um, like we've already seen with, with um, COVID where the death rate is higher for our communities of color. Um, so, you know, the recovery period is, is a very serious thing. And I, I think it's going to take one to three years.
0: One to three years. Absolutely. Um, in the case that we're already here in the state of Oregon, where, um, we, we're, we've been dealing with housing crisis. Um, there's a lot of people that are already out on the streets and obviously, um, without protection, steam could take a drastic turn for the worse. Um, what do you see happening in leadership here in the state of Oregon? Um, whether it be at the state level, at the County level, um, city levels, do you see anything where we can sort of feel as if some protection is on the way or do we just seem like things are kind of stagnant at this point and folks are sort of waiting until that July 1 date?
1: Uh, right now, I, I don't see um, any leadership for, for addressing the, the problem that's going to happen July 1. I mean, we, we estimate as many as 90,000 people um, have um, unpaid rent, and we know that as hard working as our state agencies are, and uh, you know as much planning has gone into the effort to connect people to rent assistance, um, it's just not going to be possible to reach everybody before uh, they get an eviction notice. And it's just, planning. you know, we've been fortunate enough to have some federal resources come to the state of Oregon. It just seems sensible that we would give ourselves the extra time through an eviction moratorium um, to make sure that all of that help gets into the hands that need it the most. And also because we know the people that need it the most, it's, it's gonna take longer to reach them. You know, and, and those reasons are because maybe that person doesn't have a computer or a cell phone, or maybe they don't speak English, and um, and maybe the, you know, the materials that are provided for these these programs haven't been translated yet. All of that takes time and we should be giving Oregonians um, the, the time to get the help that they need.
0: Absolutely. On May 25th, there is a cancel the rent digital town hall um, that is being taken place. And I know you'll be featured as one of the speakers in that, along with others. Um, can you just give us a little bit more information about that and sort of why listeners should be encouraged to attend this town hall in regards to this very important issue?
1: Yeah, um, I think we really need to all have an understanding of the, the impact, you know, what are going to be the health care impacts and, um, for people who have lost their homes? What is going to be the cost of that? everybody else. Um, policy need to, to know the, the gravity of what's to come. Um, we need to be talking about solutions and we need to bring some experts in the room. So we have um, a lot of our data experts coming from, um, you know, a nationally recognized organization policy link. We've got um, nationally um, important speakers that have been, you know, boots on the ground working to organize for tenant protections, um, Sia Weaver from New York um, was very instrumental in making sure that New York's um, eviction moratorium—you know—recognizing the time frame that we're dealing with with the federal funds, um, and also some very significant protections that will go, you know, beyond that time fr- frame. Um, and then, and, and then Tara Raghuveer um, will really um, put some fire in us. Um, so I, I really hope that people will come to get information, to get inspiration. And then we're also asking um, for folks to join the Community Alliance of Tenants to continue to talk about tenant rights. It's not something that's going to end, you know, with um, our current policy. Um, more policy is going to be needed. Um, there's, there's going to be more twists and turns that happen with um, economic recovery and recovery from COVID. And we all need... To be prepared, and we all need to be in solidarity with each other. And one of our calls to action will be to the governor to extend the eviction moratorium. It's not going to be um, it's, it's not going to harm us to extend the eviction moratorium. It will help us tremendously to have that extra time to help people. And um, and then we're also calling on our our county uh, officials um, to step up. You know they have they have um, many of the same authorities um, to put an emergency um, ordinance in effect to make sure that their residents um, don't face an eviction and have the time to get the resources that are coming to their counties.
0: Absolutely. We already alluded to a bit of what Representative Omar is attempting to do in regards to rent and mortgage cancellation, uh, cancellation excuse me. Um, but I'm curious to hear your take in regards to just the timing of the pandemic and, and when it began to really affect us here in the United States in particular. Um, obviously, we had different leadership um, as far as our, our administration um, that was in place during that time. What is the effect of that administration, the prior administration to the one that we currently have, not really putting a legitimate plan in place nationally that has led to us being in a time period where so many places are sort of all over the place in regards to where they currently stand with this pandemic, because you've had economies opened in different areas, other than here in the state of Oregon, of course, um, at a much larger rate than we've had here. Um, has that been a huge effect on all of this?
1: I believe so. I, I believe that the lack of leadership from the, the prior federal administration has been devastating. Um, we didn't need to have the um, amount of transmission of COVID. We didn't need to have um, a lack of foresight about Know, what people would need to to stay in their homes, stay secure, and until we were able to um, get a handle on this. And housing, we've known from day one, housing is the the best public health measure to protecting all of us from Covid nineteen um and to to dole it out in a piecemeal way the way we have you know a couple of weeks a couple of months at a time instead of just having a comprehensive strategy that says we know that this is going to take one to three years we know that we need to have stable communities and it's it's going to have a it's going to have a price tag but it's more than worth it
0: absolutely absolutely and uh Just one more time, with the town hall, let us know where we can find the link to the town hall and how we can all be a part of it on Tuesday, May 25th.
1: Absolutely. Um, Go to Community Alliance of Tenants. The event is May 25th, starting at six o'clock. And then on our website, you'll also see the launch of our our new um, Cancel the Rent website. That's at um, www.canceltherent. And we, yeah, we hope that you will join us, that you'll learn, you'll be inspired, and that you'll um, work with us to take action.
0: Absolutely, Kim. Well, I appreciate you greatly for joining us here on the Street Roots podcast. And again, thank you so much for your willingness to inform us on such an important issue that, that is really current and relevant right now in this
1: moment. Yes, thank you so much for inviting me.